This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter. send you off in style we want to welcome you back home tell us all about it were you scared or was it fine mouthhorn Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. <laughs> I don't know why I said Banks. <laughs> Everyone's... Have you been watching uh, What We Do in the Shadows? That's yeah. Matt, Matt Berry talks like that? I'm uh, Yeah, I'm practicing my comedic vampire accents. <laughs> Just <laughs> for Halloween. Yeah, putting an umlaut every, uh, over every vowel. Nice. Uh, yeah. What'd you, what'd you do today, Karen? Well... I've been doing some work, you know, working at my job, but just now I went in right before we started recording, I went in to gather up all my beverages because, you know, I need several. Yeah, yeah. And while that was happening, the male person came. I was going to say male lady, but it sounds contradictory. Yeah. The male person came (laughs) and got out of her truck and walked up to the front door to deliver something, which almost never happens. Right. Yeah. It's usually uh, UPS gives you a bigger package. The mail is for your mailbox. But I guess this got mailed, but it was too big to fit in the mailbox. And I didn't realize until she waved to me that I was just standing in my kitchen window, staring at her, like watching her go <laughs> eating, eating like cottage cheese and just staring at her like I like she couldn't see me and she absolutely could see me. And so she kind of was like, Hello, because I was like a creep just staring at what her. What kind of it a was, look did you have on your face? Do you recall? Well, knowing me, it was probably a, a look of consternation or, you know what I mean? Like a, like a hard stare that I wasn't really aware of. So then I opened my kitchen window. I was like, thank you, so that she didn't think I was a complete Frankenstein because it was really strange. It was just kind of like watching her walk up and I just forgot people could see me. And happens. was the delivery a giant box of watermelon? You said it's a race against time. <laughs> I accidentally bought 
a container of watermelon. Like a that shipping I realized, container? <laughs> just almost like, you know, um, at my grocery store, they have obviously different sides of pre-cut fruit. And I got the one that actually is like almost casserole dish sized. Okay. Because <laughs> I had friends coming over. So I was like, oh, watermelon's a nice kind of treat or something. We never even, I left it in the refrigerator, forgot to open it. And now I have what seems to be the equivalent of two pounds of watermelon to eat. It's funny because, and maybe it's because I have pumpkin fever at being fall and we're coming up on Thanksgiving. (laughs) I'm just going to keep buying them. When you said container of watermelon, I really was thinking of like a pallet and I was thinking of full watermelon (laughs) multiple and that you were eating them like, uh, because you didn't want them to go bad. <laughs> like a pallet of full watermelons. That would be quite an investment. And one I don't understand. I mean, I don't, I'm not anti-watermelon, but I've heard that it's pretty much like you're drinking water. There's really not a lot of added, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. I know uh, our guest today, Dave, is a dietitian. Dave knows, yeah. We, we'll have to go to the expert no, I can, on this I always one. confuse that with music history. Anyway, I... I <laughs> Similar. I think uh, watermelon's kind of just like uh, useless, really. And it's well, not... Well, there's... I think watermelon has at least vitamin C in it. Oh, it has There's to. something it's good for. We, we're going to have to ask our guest today. Let's yes. just pull him into this. I'm, I'm very excited about today's guest. Oftentimes, and I think it... I, I give myself a hard time sometimes. I get very nervous for our podcast, but that's because we do it loosey-goosey. I did, uh, you know, and if you don't know someone, it's hard to, the pressure of having a conversation with a new person while also being as funny as you and I consistently are uh, mm, without fail. You. Yeah, uh, it's, it is kind of a lot of pressure. I, was, I did a podcast recently and there was a quiz involved and you know I love <laughs> trivia. And uh, it was such a weight off my shoulders. What also is a weight off my shoulders is when we have someone uh, like today's guest who's a friend and I I feel comfortable in person and know them. Yep. And as well as podcasting. So a weight is off my shoulders. This is going to be an easy, fun episode. I'm just warning you, Karen. Kick your feet up, Chris, because our guest today has played clubs and colleges all over the country. You might know him from his podcast on the Exactly Right Media channel entitled Waiting for Impact, one of the greatest limited series that we have ever produced here at the network. But you might also know him from Esquire magazine or his days as a VJ. Please welcome the illustrious David Holmes. Karen, Chris, hi. Hi. Just hi. hi. I was going to say welcome, but then that wasn't right. And then I got, and then I was, then I panicked and I said hi. But I, like I do, hi. yeah, I do want you to know that I feel very comfortable with the both of you two. I, I, nothing that I've done so far uh, would back that up, but it's true. So I'm very happy to be here. What it'll come in the future. I think it will. Uh, yeah. You've backed that up by being one of the only Christmas parties I get invited to as your party. Oh wow! <laughs> There's that's a hell of a lot of backup right there. You think I'm uh, brushing off cr- Christmas invites, willing left and right, Nelly? <laughs> and it's a good party. It's it a is party. a good party. Yes, it is. It's a very good a, party. A great one. Even we just reserved our bartender. Oh, you nice. got to get on yeah. that early. You have to. Yeah, you know, want these last minute slouches that don't know uh, what Seagram Seltzer looks like. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, last year. Uh, our bartender brought like an intern 
And oh, I and remember. Somebody, so do you? Do you remember this? No, I actually do. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um. So it was somebody who I guess was like you know wanted to have some experience because he was going to maybe try and be like a holiday bartender or whatever. And we we did, were the first Saturday of December. We have I've been on that date since the 1990s. Um, <laughs> nobody nobody touched it. So. Um, so it's early in the, in the season, but anyway, he, he brought someone along and that person was there and like someone, I don't remember who it was, but somebody like ordered a margarita and this guy was like, um, and just like gave him like a glass of rum. (laughs) Wow. Like it it just, it was like, he, he wasn't (laughs) even like how do I make that? Or, or like, you know, whispering to the guy, like, what should I do now? Or whatever. It was just like, I think this is a margarita. <laughs> and it was here's full, the solution, like, like a full glass of just dark rum. That's hilarious. Um, well, where I come strange. from. Yeah. Especially if you're in like a intern position where it is safe to ask those questions. Why not? It's, it's expected really to ask yeah. those questions. Yeah. But- Maybe the practice he was really looking for, which is what he was getting, is how are you as a person going to handle these intensely high-pressure margarita situations where... Do you remember who the person was who ordered the margarita? I can't remember who it was. I'd love to know just to analyze their personality of, was there an element of pressure? Was there, were they especially beautiful? Was something happening where this person like just got blitzed out and couldn't think logically. I don't know. Or was it just like a super low pressure, like prank show kind of a vibe? (laughs) Was it like impractical (laughs) jokers, but also like not particularly important jokers, you know, (laughs) just like here I got, this is wrong in a way that's weird more than funny. Yeah, yeah. It, it explains the uh, cameraman wearing scuba gear in your pool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's hard to find. Yeah, it's hard too. to find a place to hide those guys sometimes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's coming up just over a month away. I ready? Uh, I now that I know it's on the first, I've cleared my schedule. <laughs> it's not the first. It's the first Saturday. The first Saturday. Yes, the first. Uh, yeah, I. I <clears throat> uh, That's how you do I, it. I, I've cleared the whole week. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. good. Yeah, good. I have to prepare, pick out a sweater, all that stuff. Good. I'll finally bring a gift this time. He's known for his sweaters. I don't think you need to bring a gift. Well, something, to, a dip. Uh, okay, you can bring yeah. a dip if you like. As they say in my family, you don't you don't enter someone's house with both arms hanging. Oh I, wow, yes, that's a good way of. So right? you should come in like upset with them crossed. Is yes. that an option? It's fun to walk with your <laughs> arms off. crossed, especially oh. into social situations. <laughs> <laughs> and I spent the entire '90s doing the equivalent of that, just vibes-wise, <laughs> crossed arms anywhere you went. <laughs> but it Stomp. is just a heavy foot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh boy, I was just at a health spa. Really? Oh. Well, yeah. So because of Esquire, I uh, sometimes like we're, we're doing like travel as a category is, is like, you know, the posts on the website do well and the, you know, and, it, and they, they advertise in print and whatever. So it's, it's like a growing, especially now it's a growing kind of segment. And so like PR people for hotels and things like that will sometimes hit me up and say like, there's a health spa outside of San Diego. Do you want to go spend three days there? And I said, 
Yes. And it's, you know, yes. and I might, you know, I, I might include it in a travel roundup that we do, or I might do a piece or whatever. I like, I can't promise that, but I can promise that I'll pitch something and whatever. So they offered, um, three days in this health spa and it was for two. It was going to be me and Ben, but then he ended up having to work. So it was just me. And there were like 30 or so people there. Um, everyone was on like the three day program and it was all like, um, like gals weekends sure, and, uh, and like a couple mother daughter pairs and then a, like a couple or two and me. And, uh, <laughs> and it was all like, there were a million activities all day long and the meals were all like portion controlled. Sure. Like, you know, you had like mm -hmm. a caloric allowance and whatever. And like, there was wine that you could buy by the bottle, but it was sort of de-emphasized and, and, uh, <laughs> It was nice, but it was a strange few days where I was almost immediately hungry. Have you ever done <laughs> something like that before? No, never done anything like that before. Yeah, neither had I. And then they come in and they're whipping you with uh, birch branches and oh no, this, bizarre yeah, thing, no, you know. there there wasn't anything like that. Luckily, yeah. But there were there were like the the day started with a hike. There was like um sure you know it was on a huge plot of land outside of San Diego, and so. Every morning there was a different hike. Like the first one was fully four miles. I like closed my activity ring at eight. <laughs> and uh, I was hustling because the the conversation behind me was about how woke everything has become. Oh, oh God, that'll make you run. That'll make you fucking really <laughs> hoof it. What if they did it on purpose to keep Maybe. your pace up? <laughs> yeah, they might have. They might have. Throw some, some MAGA heads on yeah. that trail. <laughs> Literally, I was uh, the, the person behind. Well, it was a couple and then like a uh, a woman who was in one of the, the gals weekend groups. And she was talking about how she just moved to Nashville. And I love it. Nobody asks you what your politics are. Oh, Nobody. God. No one has ever been asked <laughs> what their politics are. Sure. Anywhere in the world. Literally in the world. anywhere in the world. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, and they were also like, do you ever read Barry Weiss? Oh, I love her. So it was just like, run. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So anyway, it was that. And then there was like, you know, yoga and breath work and spin classes and um, make a, a bracelet and craft time. I did that. <laughs> this sounds uh, like a lot of work. I thought you just get pampered and they, they massage well, your there, face. There and... were also over the three days, like five spa treatments. So a couple of massages, a facial, uh, a leg rejuvenation. It was, uh, it was pretty ridiculous. I like the ridiculous. idea, the idea of that is like someone's holding up Dave's leg and like shaving it for or waxing yeah. it for him or something. Yeah. I'm like, these are going to be totally different legs. It was actually done. even weirder. It was like a power sander, but like with a, with like a, <laughs> like a fleece kind of a cover on it. Oh, like a car waxer, almost. Yeah. Really? They buffed um, your legs? They buffed my legs. <laughs> like the Tin Man sheen. in The Wizard of Oz. Exactly <laughs> like that. Exactly like that. Um, yeah, it was, you know, whatever. It was nice. Like, I don't, I don't get massages even. Like, I get nervous during a massage about the time that I'm wasting and the money that I'm spending and all that kind of thing. So, <laughs> yeah. so this was a good, this was good. So this was like a health spa. It was like a proper health spa, yeah. Like, you were supposed to go there and maybe lose a little weight if you were doing it right? There were optional weigh-ins and weigh-outs and whatever oh. I opted Ooh. against them. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, you know, it was it was nice. It, you could also, like, just kind of, like, fuck off and 
hang out by the pool all day if you wanted to. I, I right. was like, I might as well take advantage of some stuff. There was like a couple who was celebrating their fourth anniversary and they were like the youngest and and like coolest looking. So I kept like having meals with them to a point where I was just like, I I feel I am ruining your weekend. <laughs> like I'm <laughs> I'm the person who's just like always at your table and you would rather be alone. So I like every <laughs> meal I ate, I ate very quickly. Um but yeah, anyway. So but I'm healthy. I feel very healthy. Good. Having a green juice. Yeah. Wow. And they mm-hmm. had craft time. They, they they had you make bracelets. They had craft time. There there were like five every hour there were like five different choices of things that you could do. Hmm. And um, oh there was pickleball. I finally played pickleball. I think, oh, I, I love think that. it's gonna Dude, be. Do you wanna part start playing life. pickleball? Yes. I love it. Yeah. No, I'm Let's I'm going it. to the pickleball exchange in Encino uh later this week, maybe tomorrow afternoon, uh, to pick out a racket. Yes. I have never heard an ill word about pickleball. Yeah. In my opinion, pickleball is somebody went, people love to play tennis, but it's too hard and it's mm-hmm. too detailed. And you literally have to have like a coach. There should be an easier way. And then they mm-hmm. just figured it out and they did it. it and it is so fun. It's really fun. And it's a good workout. Yes, it is. Yeah. You know, Anything I mean, where you're running back and forth and you're yes. not even conscious of it. It's like you're yeah. short sprints, very short sprints in the case yes. of pickleball. But um, but yeah, I I really, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was I a very it. low pressure way to learn what it was. I will say the scoring was like they were telling me about a dream that they had. Like right. it's just <laughs> like the scoring is so weird and complicated. And by the end of it, it sort of began to a little bit make sense. Is it as complicated? Because tennis, the love. Oh, the, as yeah, tennis, it is tennis. Yeah, that's weird. This is this is slightly weirder because you have to like you have to say the score before you serve. Yeah, and you and the other person are serving, but whoever's on the right is one. Um, it's except for the first time because that time you just say start instead of one or i don't right. it's it's all very goofy Anytime and i just time it whether it's a board game or the uh, rules to a physical game i there's something that is wrong i get this anxiety when right when someone starts explaining the rules that i just i'm like oh i wonder what it would be like if i didn't retain any of this information and i just stared at someone's mouth while they were talking mm-hmm. and didn't really listen i don't know why i do that to myself but it, yeah. it's like uh just a little reminder of what it feels like to to be dumb i think that yeah. a childhood fear of like uh am i not smart and i do it every time if someone's Oh, oh! You want to play a game? No, I because I don't want to learn about it. Because then you're going to judge me. Because I yeah. won't retain it. I don't yeah. know what it is about me. It's no, it's it's impossible. And you don't want to like slow everyone else down by being like, "Could you repeat that?" You know, yeah. or whatever. So yeah, so I just sort of have somebody else like do it for me until I get it. Yeah, you know, like just tell me what to say. The irony of that point is that. It's like the inverse of that idea for tennis. So it's like if you've always wanted to play tennis, but you're you don't know how to grip the racket correctly or whatever, it's like suddenly you're great at tennis. Yes. Because it's a wiffle ball and a different and a and basically an oversized ping pong paddle, mm-hmm. but it still plays like tennis, but it's not as hard as fast or as specific. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like very 
thrilling. I've taken tennis lessons before and then just been like, I always hold the racket like it's a softball and try to hit it like it's softball. And they're like, no, 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 it's, you have to tilt it or whatever. And pickleball, it's like softballized tennis in a wiffle ball format. Yeah. It's great. And it seems to me, although I'm sure I'm wrong, it seems to me (laughs) like it's uh, more difficult to take so seriously that you ruin everyone's day. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, I could see a, a few of the people who were there, I, I could see them getting a little, like, competitive and angry at themselves and whatever, yep. and which is hilarious in the in the context of pickleball. <laughs> yeah. Because um, like, it's a I'm miniature version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's silly. So, like, I, I'm sure there are people who take it way too seriously, but, like, yes. I would imagine that there are fewer of them in this particular sport. Dave, I will absolutely buy a pickleball. I'll get the equipment and meet you in the morning and play. I love it. Great. Great. Okay. I like several of my friends have gotten into it. And so we can, yeah, we can get a foursome together and get buy some it. white shorts. You gotta get white shorts. Short, yep. short white shorts. By Headband. the way, Headband. I, oh, Goggles. absolutely. <laughs> I am all about the, um, the Paul Mescal normal people short shorts this yeah. year. I've got I've gotten very into like I'm uh like Tom Berenger and I are going for a jog in the big chill <laughs> like very short shorts. Yeah, was, they uh, are they are yeah. coming back. It's it's being enforced now. You mm-hmm. you can no longer even uh go mid thigh anymore. No, nope. it has nope. to be above. no. It's got to be yeah. They got to be corduroy. Mm-hmm. It's got to uh, be Clinton and Gore on the campaign trail. Going for uh, a little little morning jog. I don't know why I'm not. I I, I do know why. I have tiny legs. There. Oh, really? I am calfless. Calfless. I am calfless. <laughs> I've done everything I can. Well, not lately, but in the past, I've I've dabbled with calf lifting. Calf lifting. They call it. <laughs> but nothing happens. I oh, I I. That's why I don't wear shorts. If I look down. And let's say I was, it was my first day playing pickleball. And I look down and I see my little legs, all confidence escapes me. Mm. Out my, right out my kneecaps. Do you do a full workout pant? What do yeah, you, how do you, I wear okay. pants all the time. <laughs> Even golfing. I can't, anytime I'm looking down, if it's up, if I'm bird watching, I'll wear a short. Because I'm not going to look down at my damn legs. Yeah. I've never seen yeah. you in shorts now that you mention it. Yeah. No, no one has. And I've taken us down a dead-end conversation. (laughs) You're just making statements about your legs. We don't know what to say. If we agree with you, it's insulting. If we argue, we're incorrect. I guess I'm sort of fishing for a, what are you talking about? Chris, I've seen your legs. We've never seen your legs. We haven't ever actually seen (laughs) your legs. That's my point. See, I told you. (laughs) (laughs) See? Wait, I'm so, I'm sorry because I had to put the dogs out. Were you talking about that because you're assuming if we play pickleball, we have to wear shorts? Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. No, I'm saying that I, that's what I will wear is yeah. very short shorts, obscenely short shorts. <laughs> oh, that's the Paul Mescal part. That's yeah. the Paul Mescal part. You got to go five inch inseam now, seven <laughs> maybe. Yeah. You go to any yeah. good short website and it's going to be five or seven inch inseam. I used to be a mid knee guy. But uh, those days are over. Yeah, yeah that's out. 
That's that. way out. We played when I was in Hawaii, so it was very humid, and we all were wearing our bathing suits underneath the clothes we were wearing because the, we were we were basically going to play and then jump into the pool, which was right there. I was sweating so much by the end of it. I was just like, this is so embarrassing and weird because I thought it was just going to, it's like there's a wiffle, when a wiffle ball is involved, you don't think you're going to break a sweat, much less be like pouring sweat. Yeah. But that's how g- truly good of a, a workout it is. Yeah. Is is that you literally are like pouring sweat at the end of it. Yeah. And it's never, I like I never felt like, oh, I got to sit down. You know, no. it's somewhere in between. Like, it's definitely strenuous, but not so much so that you, like, that you're wrung out afterwards. But you definitely, like, you you're, you sweat. You burn. Yes. You burn calories. Do you, you have to it. go to a facility? Can you just, where do you play pickleball? Just tennis courts. Okay. Already existing. Because the world, when I was young, a racquetball was a huge thing. And there was these <laughs> giant facilities. And then for the last decade, they're all closing now, but. Even in my hometown, there was just these giant buildings with glass uh-huh. yeah. partition. Oh, yeah. Like, and then it, I really felt bad for, uh, for instance, the courthouse. And now it's a mega church. See, that's what happens. People, you jump into these sports and then they they go extinct. I'm I just I'm glad that pickleball you can just do it in a field if you want. Well, yeah, I mean. Okay, so I guess tennis courts are being turned into pickleball courts because the the lines are slightly different. Oh yeah, and the net is be. slightly different. So uh, I was just reading a, an article about how like the tennis community is furious at pickleball. Oh, of course <laughs> they are. Um, because they already you know, were though. That's the thing about were. the tennis community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, <laughs> tennis is full of people with no fucking sense of humor. I, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's just, it's very elitist. It's just like, sorry, you can't pretend. Aside from, like, what the Williams sisters did for tennis needed to happen to tennis because it was literally a one-percenter sport pastime. Yeah, right, right. Like golf, the thing I do all the time and feel bad about. Yeah. But yeah. also a sport that has changed. We talk about needing a facility. Every time I do it, I feel guilty. Like, oh, look at this giant waste of water. Well, yes. and I, yeah, gigantic. Too late. Insane. I'm addicted and I'm enjoying myself. But if you yeah. asked me three years ago what I thought of golf, I would only uh, speak out in furious anger, like a John McEnroe, who I know is a tennis <laughs> player, not a he golfer. Is a tennis player. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. But, but also the 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 fact that they're changing tennis courts into pickleball courts just it speaks to the popularity because it's not that different. We were using a tennis court and it was essentially just, it's the kind of like inside doubles lines and you had to cut, we we had to put down other rackets to represent the kitchen part. Uh uh But, it was very workable. It, yeah, you know, it can be done. It just seems like it makes more sense because more people can play pickleball than can play Thank tennis. You. Thank you. Yeah. Some, a, a tennis person quoted in this article um, said uh, that she didn't understand the popularity of pickleball, and then she watched it, and she was like, oh, it's for people who want to play tennis but aren't athletes. And right. I was like, uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I know you think yeah, that that's dick. like a burn, <laughs> but yeah. like, no, it isn't. We know that about ourselves and that's <laughs> yeah, why right. it's fun. That's why. It's fun. And many of them are, are like older people who used to play tennis and can't anymore. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then the people who like, I could, but it's like, I truly don't understand the angle that you're supposed to hold the racket at. And 
you have to be not just regular athletic, but tennis is insanely boring unless you are like a tennis, like a pro level player. It's like you can't be mediocre and play tennis. It's a waste of time. Yeah. Like just hitting the net over and over or whatever. Like having taken it in, I took it as a class in college because I wanted to play it. And I thought it'd be such a good like activity to know how to play. And then I was just like, this sucks. It's just like not fun. Yeah. yeah. It is yeah. difficult. We, um, so the, uh, I, from like freshman to senior year, just before senior year of high school, my family moved to a house that had a tennis court in the backyard. And it sounds like we lived in some kind of crazy mansion. It was not. But for <laughs> whatever reason, like the people who lived in this house built a tennis court in the backyard. And um, and also it was like not a good house for our family at all, which is why we only lived there for like three years. So I don't really understand why we did, but we did. And I think my, I think my mother's thought was like, oh, we'll all start playing tennis because it's yeah. right there. <laughs> And and then she like tore a ligament in her knee immediately. Yeah, uh, my brothers <laughs> went off to college. I was like, I didn't really feel like it, and so it just really sat. Like years went by when we just did not go out there with a racket at all. Because why would you? Like yeah. you know, hitting against a, a garage door is one thing. That's kind of fun. It will come. Yeah, back. Yeah, it is fun. I do it like. And you back, can do it a yeah. lot. I do like yeah. doing that. Yeah, that's fun. But like in a tennis court, unless you can get somebody to come and play with you, which when you're like 16 and don't play tennis is hard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, it was a huge waste. And we yeah, moved. Nothing's, nothing's lonelier than that single guy in the tennis court trying mm -hmm. to hit to himself. Mm -hmm. The loneliness of the single yeah. tennis like player. Pushing <laughs> an empty swing. Dave, are, do you know what you're going to be for uh, Halloween this year? Okay, here's here's. Let me, I'm gonna I'm gonna workshop this. Okay, great. This is the place. This is the place. you have no idea, yeah. but this is the place great. to workshop this. Great. First of all, I hate dressing up. Same. But okay, do you remember in the '70s when if you wanted to be C-3PO and your parents were not going to help you make like a a proper bespoke C-3PO outfit, what you did was you went to the drugstore and there was a box that cost like $2 and it had a C-3PO mask, right? Yeah. And so that that would be like gold. Yeah, and yeah. And very, very sharp plastic <laughs> that yes. would immediately start to like break and and like give you- Oh yeah, of course. Tiny cuts yeah. around your eyes. Yeah. Um, and then, but then instead of a C-3PO like suit, it would be essentially like a plastic smock. Yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah. With, also with a picture of C-3PO on it. Just yeah. printed onto a, a paper, yeah. a, a plastic like, bag, yeah. basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not form-fitting at all. No. Yep. Your face is C-3PO, and your torso is like C-3PO going like, hey, like doing shruggy <laughs> arms. Yeah. And yeah. then a Star Wars logo, and that was your costume, and that yeah. was... And know, the back of like, your head is just hair, and there's a rubber band because the mask exactly. is just held on with weak elastic and two yeah. staples. Yeah. I'm yeah. familiar. <laughs> so what I'm thinking about doing is that, but Scott Kahn. So like... <laughs> James Kahn's <laughs> son. Yeah. yeah. Getting like a uh, like printing a Scott Con <laughs> mask on like poster board, yeah. having like a rubber band around the head, and then an oversized T-shirt 
which I would have airbrushed with like a picture of Scott Kahn, <laughs> at, yeah. you know, as whatever his character's name is in Boiler Room. And then it's like, oh, I, f- I found my Scott cos- my Scott Con costume from first grade. I'm just gonna yes. wear it again, and that's that. I think is gonna be my costume. Scott Con costume in first grade when he was yep. also in first. grade. When he was also in first grade. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, that is that is what a '70s version of him before he was born. Yeah. Yeah, but but like fully from the movie Boiler Room, and then like a quote from his character in Boiler Room on the back, which I don't know any, but it'd be like, hey, we gotta go uh, trade those stocks or whatever. Or like, hey, fuck you, I'm I'm a stockbroker or whatever. Some kind of a line from that movie. Very specific. I I was riffing. Yeah, That's like the my dinner with Andre lunchbox from Waiting for Guffman. Yes. Just very specific. Why Scott Conn? Very specific. Because we haven't heard from him lately, that's why. Yeah, Scott. Con- he's on, isn't he on Hawaii Five O or whatever? He's he on one of those kinds of shows. Yeah, which is either still on the air or has been off the air for ten years. Exactly. Know it's Anything's possible. Just like yeah. Bones, you never yes. know. Bones could be on for another ten years. We would never know. I Ooh, think Bones is one years. of the longest running shows ever, right? Or maybe it's done it's now. There. It's done. Now. Um, at the health spa, when I was uh, at like <laughs> oh, hors d'oeuvre time, again. Oh. yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it was it was like the hors d'oeuvre half hour uh, before dinner, and I was like, and I, again, I had no one to talk to. I was like, I was so tired <laughs> of like bothering this couple, and uh, and so there was like a USA Today from three days ago. I was like, oh, terrific, let me catch up on the purple section, and uh, and and it was uh, Marg Helgenberger. Uh, reprising her role from CSI in the new show CSI Vegas, which I thought that CSI was always in Vegas. Yeah, yeah I And did too. I didn't know that Marg Helgenberger was no longer a part of that show, but it was a long Q&A with her about um, why she decided to uh, to come back to the show <laughs> and, uh, you know, like how her, her wardrobe is different now. And, yeah. You know, and how the character's in a kind of a new stage of life. And so she's making new decisions. And I was like, wow, yeah. That's, but I truly, I just assumed that that show had always been on and that she had always been a part of it. That's such a perfect USA Today update. Like, yeah. that's exactly the information USA Today has for the USA. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In the yeah. four page uh, life section. Like, it's truly, yes. it's just, it's just one giant sheet that's like one, <laughs> two, three, four. Um, yeah. A so read anyway, so that's that. as, as relaxing as a massage. Just put you to sleep. Exactly. (laughs) It is such a wonderful thing to pretend to read while you bide your time before you get a small portion of salmon for dinner. (laughs) I had a Mark Helgenberger anecdote. (laughs) And the only reason I was going to tell you about it is because it involves Kate Schellenbach, who was the original drummer of the Beastie Boys Mm -hmm. and the drummer for Luscious Jackson, Mm -hmm. who is now now a television producer. And I used to work with her when I worked on Ellen. And she, at the time, was in the research department. And she, those researchers had to, like, they had, like, so many celebrities that they had to research all day, every day. And it would drive them insane because they had to read that that's the job. You go and read every article about whatever celebrity is going to be on, and then you have to, like, 
parse all that information, put a packet together and be like, this is everything you need to know. And so they, all of the researchers would go like a little insane when they had to research certain people, right? Because they'd just be like, and so Kate had to research Marg Helgenberger and couldn't stop just yelling the name Marg Helgenberger everywhere she went. And it became this weird kind of call and response where it'd be like, Marg Helgenberger. <laughs> it's like, it so not worth telling that. But it's fun to talk about the fact that that Kate Schellenbach transitioned from a very lucrative and successful music career to a very lucrative and successful television career. I just love that. And yeah. Mark Helgenberger was the gateway between and the two. And she made it happen. Yeah. Um, I, uh, okay, in the Larry Sanders show, there is a moment where the talent person has has studied up on on a person and gives the wrong note, gives that note uh, to Larry Sanders. And he's like interviewing Nicolette Sheridan, but it's the notes for Tori Spelling. Yeah. And she sees it on the monitor and she realizes what she's done. And she just goes, cock fuck. And that, that's my favorite like swear word of all time. Is cock fuck. Um, okay. So long ago, I was at Lu- Lulu's, I want to say, on Beverly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It was like it was like a cafe? breakfast and lunch place. It's not there anymore. Yep. Show me crazy. I used to love a, a good old scramble there. Um, but I was I was sitting there um having breakfast uh or lunch, and sure. Scott Kahn was also there, and then <laughs> um and he, and then somebody he got a call and then somebody pulled up like and parked at one of the spaces near it, and Scott Kahn pulled cash out of his pocket and was like, hmm. 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 And like counted out a bunch of twenties, yeah. and However then went into this hundreds. person's car. Yeah, <laughs> went into this person's car and sat in the in the passenger seat, and like it, 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 plain as day, like handed the person the money, and that person was like, hmm, 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 and counted it off, and like it, 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 Scott Con got something back and was like shook Dread. the person's hand. Yeah, I mean it was it was just <laughs> like the most out. I mean. Whatever it's to me looked like the most out in the open like drug deal of all time. Maybe he's a polo better. Mm. <laughs> People are always betting on polo, right? Yeah. By the way, do you know you can just go up and watch polo at that Santa Barbara uh, like polo field on the way up to Santa Barbara? I oh, really. I I think that's where I had polo lessons once. Oh, shoot. No. Really? Yeah. Are and you I, serious? It was more, I wanted to learn how to ride a horse because I feel bad that I'm from Montana and I've I've never had touched a horse. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, I've petted horses, but I've never gotten up on their back. And, I, and it was just fun. I've talked about this on this podcast too, but the horse was so well-trained at trying to teach humans to play polo that he would like kick the ball for me. Like, oh, good job. That was all you, sir. But it was, I was like, it's very hard to hit with a mallet. It looks like it was a long mallet. Yeah. It looks like the horse. Yeah. The horse was great at polo. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is, yeah, it's very near Malibu. It was in the mountains. Yeah. This is like almost all the way up to Santa Barbara. If if you're going north on the 101, it's on the right. Yep. And, And it looks like you wouldn't be able to just drive in and watch a match, but you can't. You totally It's can. open to the public. It's open to the public. And Prince Harry is playing polo now. You can, like, go and see him. 
play pop. Oh, wow! I have done that this. Does, it's it. You've wow. done it. I've done it. Yeah. That doesn't seem safe for Prince Harry. Do you think we've we've got to have some people up in the trees or whatever, right? I would there's imagine be there's per- security around. Yeah. 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 Um, but it, everyone gets very dressy. Uh, and at at halftime, or whatever it's called, you <laughs> walk out onto the field and you stomp the divots back in. Because oh, like, right. little bits of earth have been, have been pulled up. And so you, you go out and you stomp them and then you go back to your seat um, in your fancy clothes. These things, because I remember working for uh, some comedy show and having to write jokes because there were celebrities that had gone to a polo match back east, and so have for whatever reason I had to I had to go through and look at it and write jokes about it, and it brings up a feeling in me, and I think it's because I grew up in Sonoma County, which was all cows, and we were right next to Marin County, which is one of the richest concentrations of human beings on the planet, uh, or at least in America. And that feeling of, like, if we had to go to Marin for some reason, you always just felt like you don't belong, you're poor, and get out of here was always the vibe. And looking through those pictures where it's just like, like, that idea of wanting to go and be around that, it, I would never want to, I would feel so bad in the parking lot. I would feel bad every moment I was there. I would feel, it would become this, like, I I just think that is fascinating where like that aspirational aspect for some people is so alluring. And for me, it's just like, it makes me feel terrible. Yeah, Yeah. I'm in between. I don't aspire to it at all. Like I don't like I don't want to be one of these like fancies. And, And that's actually what makes it fun is that there are all of these people around who are like super dressed and like trying to, you know, trying to network and whatever. And that's that to me is really fun to watch. Um, plus it's just like, it's kind of a cool sport, you know, like it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, Watching horses play a sport is, is cool. It is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing I didn't, you hear about Malibu and you think surfing or you think of that Courtney Love song, of course. Uh, (laughs) but I right away, there's like an equestrian, I think it's now a quick silver surf shop, but there used to be like an equestrian, like feed store right along the PCH there. And I always uh-huh. wondered why. And then you go into what is Malibu and you think it's going to be rich people homes, which are in the mountains or right by the beach. But in the middle, it's like farm community. Like it yeah. is pretty much both those things happening. It's got to be an uneasy piece. I, yeah. Yeah. I, it's really, a, it, a Malibu is not, if you've never been there, it's not what you think it's going to be. It's like right. lots of animals in that yeah. religious well, also, college. <laughs> to have horses is so wildly expensive. Oh like, my God. you can't, no, you can't casually. I remember trying to convince my mom to get me a horse when I was like 10 years old because I was like, I will feed it every day and we could keep it in Aunt Jean's or whatever. She was like, Do you even understand how expensive, like, food, training, g- equipment, like, yeah. everything, Lodging, all of it, yeah, anything is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got to buy a trailer. It's like getting into water skiing. Oh, you mean yeah. also buy a boat? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you can't just casually do it. So I, I actually I have a niece who's who's trying to do that now. My youngest niece is trying. It wants a horse real bad. Yeah, and uh, and she like does ride and whatever. Like my, um, we were sort of like we grew up middle class, but um, but my brothers and I all went to like fancy schools, kind of. 
So we were, you know, we weren't like poor and we weren't like visibly that much less wealthy than anyone else. But like there, there were, you know, we were with like the families of St. Louis, yeah. which yeah. gives a shit. But, well, it says here um, you went to Oak and Hill so, School. That sounds fancy. Go to and, Oak and Hill. And yeah. Villa Duchesne. Villa, say it. Villa Duchesne. Okay, Villa Duchesne. Duchesne. See, I'm not, I'm a country man. <laughs> yeah, it, that was, yeah, after at seventh grade, it became an all-girls school, and the boys went off to uh, to Priory. Uh, Villa Duchesne. It was, no, it was known as Villa, and like I still don't understand how they managed to not be called VD. Yeah. So all-girls school, and the initials are VD. Yeah. And that's what we called it in the 80s, was uh, VD. Uh, with, like, it, it's STDs now, but it was VD in the 80s. Yeah. Yes, right. And I don't, I don't know how we never made that connection. That, that's good PR work. Too young, that is. maybe. No, I mean, it's, but also unbelievably cruel in, in the manner of teenagers. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Sure. You would yes. think somebody would have gotten there, and nobody yeah. did. Um, so, yeah. So now I think my oldest brother is going through that. Like, he, you know, is he's doing well, and the kids are going to good schools. And I think the, the youngest daughter is like, I want a horse to complete the fantasy. But, like, no, the shit is too expensive. It's so Can't expensive. It. Is that a sibling of your of? notorious pig owning nephew that different different <laughs> brother yeah different brother um my nephew um has a restaurant in missoula i do know actually restaurants oh, yeah. in missoula that's uh, cool. barbecue place is called notorious pig nice yeah and it's and it's everyone loves it everyone loves yeah. him he's part of the community was he from missoula no, but um, but the like he went up there a lot. My yeah. my brother took him up there a lot because he like really took to fishing, and so he he was like this um, like fly fishing savant. Yeah, um, oh, like yeah, like it, like became a, a guide very young, and uh, and would like spend summers up there and that kind of thing. And so the, that part of the world like spoke to him, and he went to school there and, and decided to stay. And his brother has now done the same. Yeah, that, riding a horse and, and fly fishing, two things that Missoula is famous for and I had never done either. And But everyone that was moving there that I like met in college, they were there because yeah. of those things. Or Exactly. And uh, I cannot, maybe I would more. go nuts fly fishing. I would have anxiety immediately. <laughs> Just like the quiet... And and just like the the commitment, the time commitment of it. Yeah, I like I just the idea of it. I can't sit with it. I'm gonna have to do it at some point in my life. You're gonna. Like, have there are too to. many people in my family who love it. That like it's I, it's amazing that I've gotten away with it as long as I have. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just can't. Anything that requires ahead of time, they they warn you that you have to be patient. I, I it's not for me. No, <laughs> uh -uh. absolutely not. Absolutely, it's just it feels you like your thoughts. Yeah. It feels like it's the no. kind of activity that um, I like that we have several themes on this show. Scott Con activities, mm -hmm. <laughs> elite elite activities, horses. Um, but it feels like the kind of thing where like it's like if you are a, like a high pressure, like a stock broker or like, a, you know what I mean? Like yeah. or you're on the stock exchange. That's your vacation because you need this huge change. Yes. Whereas like, I feel like the lives that we very intentionally chose for ourselves are like kind of fun-based lives anyway. Yes. So th so it's almost like going and then being sent to a river by yourself for us would be punishment, but for the average, like, 
you know, cardiac surgeon. It'd just be like, get me out of here. That's their way of like, you know, yeah, that's their Vegas. Yeah. And I, that's great. But yeah, no, the idea of like that much time with my thoughts is like, that's, I can't, I can't do it. I do have a story about fly fishing, but it's going to be a bummer. (laughs) Great. A friend of my cousin's, um, who is also a huge equestrian. In fact, my cousin Stevie rode dressage and was like sponsored by a very rich family. And b- basically, my sister told me, called me recently, like this year, in this year. She goes, Did you know Stevie was the national champion? And I was like, What? what? We never, we always saw his like blue ribbons and stuff. But it was so ref- such a reflection of the way our families worked and the way things worked. Where it was just like he went off t- because he was so good at that kind of horse riding, um, and was like a champion, and nobody in the family knew that for a fact. And he never talked about it. Then he just like stopped doing it and went to Cal Poly and like you know, went on with his adult life. But like just recently, my sister's like, because we knew he did it and we knew he was good at it, but we didn't know he was like the, he was number one in the nation for a while. Wow! And I think he was like an alternate for the Olympic team. Anyway, that Uh, wasn't the story and we can cut that out if necessary. But (laughs) he has a friend and so he told us this story and it's it's a real cringer, but kind of great. He has a friend who's super rich and went on vacation and his, his vacation, it was like they got helicoptered into this part of very remote Canada to go to the, like the best fly fishing space or whatever, yeah. right? So it's like, so they're in a very remote area. They're at this river. They start fly fishing. <laughs> this is the bad part. So if you're a squeamish type of person, you don't want to hear about stuff like this, Get go away for a while. Um, Excuse me. no not the guests (laughs) he's fly fishing and because that's the one where you have to like cast out right and your little fake fly is on the water right and you go back and forth or his eyelid sorry eyelid eyelid that is what I was afraid of yep but I thought certainly she wouldn't oh she did she would and she did and how (laughs) what what he's fine the He's fine, of course. Everything's he's fine. fine, and he's fine. Uh, that's, and it oh was, my God. but basically, they had to figure out how to get back out to get him to like a hospital, oh, and no. had and the whole thing, whatever. Where it's like, how to old? me, when he he was in probably his early forties, I think oh, at okay. the time. So he's like, you know, grown adult. But it was like hmm. that's the kind of thing where I'm always thinking of that. I remember hearing that story, and then it's just like you got to think about the exit. If yes. the entrance is that involved, where you have to yes. hire, like, and schedule yeah. the ride, then anything could happen once you're out there. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's that, worst case, but. And it's oh. always what I think of ever since I first saw fishing. Because they're when they're casting, they're just, they're doing all these practice whips. That's probably yep. not what it's called. But each time you're trying to get, the time I caught a fish, well, because I have fly fished a couple times. I just let the thing rest on the water and you're not supposed to do that. And a fish jumped up and got it anyway. You're supposed <laughs> to have it like drift over the water, just like one inch in the same spot and taunt them until they leap out of the water. The lazy version is letting it just sit on the surface. <laughs> but meanwhile, I'm like, what if I, everyone stay far away from me? I don't know where I'll be whipping this hook. Right. 
Of yeah. course, a lip or an eyelid. Of course. Oh my god. Of well, course. at least it wasn't like the eye. Correct. That's a worse. Yeah. Case scenario, but that's the eyelid is a pretty bad case scenario. Terrible. The silver lining there is fish. Oh, I think human eyes are delicious. They would have loved <laughs> oh, I'm it. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they <laughs> do. Just whip it out of the head <laughs> in, above the water. <laughs> Yummy. Right. <laughs> uh, the in the '90s when I was in New York, uh, like my first like New York boyfriend was very fancy and was from like the Philadelphia area, and um, and he had a cousin who who was like nationally ranked in dressage or mm-hmm. whatever, and so so very we would fancy. go and it's very fancy, and so we would go and see her sometimes if she was like doing a thing that was near us, and I. Maybe it was just this particular team or or her whatever, her people or whatever. I found it to be such an unholy mix of like rich conservative assholes mm-hmm. and gay men. Because because like the the <laughs> pe- like the horse groomers were yes. always there, and they were like these like this species of gay man that I had never seen who were like you know real into horse grooming or whatever. There was a couple that that like did this girl's horse and whatever, and like and that very conservative wealthy family like they were all close, but like um, you know they were referred to as like the boys, but like not you know not in a way that was like. Endearing, because they're right, yeah. right. A little, the boys because they're surrounded they're kind of by as cowboys. A diminutive. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not allowed to call them the help. That's why they call them the boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, and they're not men, really. So, yeah. like, yeah, it was, uh, it was that kind of thing, and I it, that made me like super uncomfortable. That was a world that I was like, no, I don't, I don't think I want to, I don't want to intersect with this world again. No, yeah, it's dressage right. went, and I, I think, I think I'm right. Where the horse is like kind of dancing you're like dancing and trotting and is is it like a dance Maybe. performance with a horse it's it the wasn't one where dressage they're, then they're no this no no dress, jumping it's jumping so dressage, oh, okay. is, dressage is the one where they jump over like the fake hedges and the white um oh, fence yeah. looking things and stuff in a ring sorry my cousin stevie uh did cross country where it's dressage out in the countryside. So you're never in a, it's not in an arena. You have to go to people's uh, ranches or gigantic estates. And they basically is like, they started way back there and you stand at one point to be there to see. And they're basically, it's the most natural, like in nature version of dressage where it's like, they actually ride this horse through a track in the countryside. And have them jump over fences and not limbo bars. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. It's, I mean, it's the kind of thing where it's like, it is so, um, it's, it is a completely, it's like polo tennis, uh, all of these horse sports. These are all things that are only for rich people. Yeah. Or like have been, have been in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I always like any, any like horse back riding I've ever done, I'm, I just feel bad. Yes. Like, I was just always feel like this horse would rather be doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the idea of, like, a broken horse is so heartbreaking to me. Yeah. yeah. The idea of just, like, I don't even have a will anymore, but, like, maybe <laughs> there's a, a dream and a memory somewhere deep in there that's like, oh, I could run free. But now I can't. Like, when, when it's uh, pony rides at the farmer's market oh, on Ventura yeah, Boulevard, no. and they're just, like, they're just chained up and joyless and the kid on their back doesn't even care yeah it's just it's 
It's just uh, like an elephant at a circus. Yeah. Yeah, it's just Bumps depressing. Zoos. It's tough. There, all of it. There's a little, there's a little at, at the farmer's market on Sunday mornings on Ventura Place in Studio City. There's a little train. Um, oh, yeah. And it's not even really a train. It's just like a little tiny, it's like a truck, but it's shaped like a train and it takes yeah, kids yeah. around the block. And <laughs> Those disappointing whatever. trains. No track. <laughs> it's very disappointing trains. It's got tires. Um, Yes. Yeah. And I, uh, I was there a couple of weeks ago and the train had like one solitary kid in it. Oh, and I was like, this is, I am in heaven. And the kid was just like, I don't want to be doing this. <laughs> the driver didn't want to be doing it. It was just like, it was such a fucking chore for them both. And I was like, oh, this is, this is a gift. Oh yeah. Beautiful That's lonelier than Sunday. the solo pickleball person. That just mm-hmm. the one person in the train. Yeah, because it's also because yep. it's a child. So it's it a child. Like, child. Was it the last car too? The caboose It had to be <laughs> right. No, right in the middle. Right in the middle. A sensible oh, yeah. middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Other people yeah. might show up. Yeah, they might be presumptuous. No, they don't. Once it's them. in motion, yeah. they don't really. <laughs> but he, but you know, the kid was too young to be self conscious about being alone on a thing. Oh, right. good. Which like after around age twelve, it's like. Oh, everyone's looking at me and they don't think I have any friends and I can't, yeah, yeah. I can't do this. But you know was, what's you funny? Know. My niece, who is an only child, used to have to do stuff by herself and I would get so much like secondhand vicarious self-consciousness or yes. she doesn't like this, she's unhappy. Da, da, da. But there are those kids and maybe like when you're an only child or whatever, where it's just like, yeah, it's fun. I don't care. Like yeah, yeah. she, my sister and I definitely had a, many of the same neuroses Watching my niece grow up, my sister and I would just be like, look at her. She doesn't have any of her problems. Like, she would just go and stand and, you know, wait around for the pony, and then it'd be her turn, and she'd just be like, this is great. And it would—it's like they don't know the difference. I love that. God, right? that's magical. There was yes. a kid in my, in my class in high school who—I will never forget this. Uh, this kid, Derek. Um, and my friend Ned and I were talking to him, and we are like, what'd you do over the weekend? And he was like, oh, I went to whatever, see whatever movie— and we were like, who with? And he was like, I just went by myself. And we were like, <gasps> like, what? Like, what? Like, did you, like, what if you saw people? And he was like, I don't know. I just went to the movies. And so, like, as Ned and I walked away, Ned, like, whispered in my ear, I can't even go to Blockbuster Video alone. That's so <laughs> And I was funny. like, I can't either. Like, just because at that age, at like 16, the idea of being like spotted alone. Yeah. You know, all people will talk about you. I, yes. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was alone all the time. I had an imaginary friend. His name was Chuck. And I'm, I rem- remember being very happy. But yeah, once you're in high school, if you're alone. The virus of, of self-consciousness yeah. Yeah. infects you. Oh, yes. God. But not some kids. I had a door-to-door sales job as like coupon books, I think. And I went, I recognized a kid from my high school that wasn't that popular. And, uh, it was the saddest thing ever. He's in his yard and he had a baseball mitt and he was just throwing a ball into the air and then running and catching it. And then I was like, hey, Shannon. And I waved to him and he threw me the ball and I caught it. And then I threw it to him and it like went over his fence and into a ditch. And then he is by himself <laughs> without his ball. And I was like, well, my work here is done. I just made his life uh, uh, even sadder. I will. I think about that all the time and I, I visibly flinch. 
Because he was like, oh, I'm playing with someone. I'm like, no, I'm just going to get rid of your ball. See you later. Wait, but you didn't do (laughs) that Did you do it on purpose? No, no, God, no. I just uh, (laughs) threw, you know. Because there are kids who would. Yes, there are. That's like the standard. I think a lot of kids were not very nice to Shannon. Uh, And Uh. I always... Uh, noticed that uh, I I hope he's like a brilliant. I think he wanted to be an engineer. I hope he's very successful now. But yeah, I took his baseball and I th- threw it in a ditch. Oh god, I'm sorry, Shannon. Got to be strong to be a male Shannon. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. He could. T- he was a big kid. Uh, I meant to ask, what are you costuming as? For oh, him? I've already. Chris, take it. I mean, it. I've. I mean, it's in the background here. I don't know if you can see it. A tree? It. Are you a tree? Well, it's... Are you a light? Are you a desk? Yeah, it's too hard to see. There, I'm a... Yeah, I'm I a, can't see. It's a toilet, and I'm a, a dead, recently deceased Elvis sitting on a toilet, fake wow. Elvis legs. I got the foam. I'm about to carve the Elvis's legs, and my legs, of course, in white tights, are the, are the legs of the toilet. So it's the optical illusion of... Hey, there's Elvis on a walking toilet monster. But you can give Elvis like a sturdy calf just to just so you can like (laughs) have the experience. Right. This is a good way for me to yeah vicariously relive my calves through Elvis. Yeah, uh, Mm -hmm. they're going to be big, bulbous, and veiny. (laughs) And I got a little carving knife that is specifically for foam rubber. I went to Michael. I know you're not supposed to go to Michael's, but God, it was like a wonderland. I what do you mean? I Why not? Well, the, you're thinking Lobby. of Hobby Lobby. Oh, I I was at Hobby Lobby. That was a test of your knowledge. That's the bad one. Oh yeah. God, and it it that place is just amazing. I I know that every purchase there, they send a dollar to the enforcement of an unwanted child being born and all these terrible things. And they, but oh my God, I I love that place so much and all. I befriended all these ladies that were like, they have dollhouse stuff too. And I'm like, I know if uh, I had a great time, but they had everything I needed. I'm very, I enjoy crafts. And so, yes, that is my Elvis dying on a toilet is my costume. Wow. Um, wow. That's intense. And it's really coming it. along. It was looking pretty grim the last couple of days. Uh, but I, I have everything I need now. And uh, I don't know how I'm getting to any parties, I will have to rent a Uber SUV to bring this. It's larger than a real toilet. <laughs> and the legs are larger than Elvis's legs. Everything's a little too big. I don't know how I'm getting anywhere, but I'm going to three parties. One of them's a costume contest. And uh, I am going to win it. It's the most confident I've ever been about anything. And, um, it's very exciting. Yeah, it is. It is. Who, me? I'm going to be James Caan. <laughs> That's what I've decided. Yes, oh, you guys can go Perfect. as a couple. With a James Caan smock. During this episode, yep. <laughs> Great. Great. Right? With James Caan in the Playboy Mansion Grotto. Yeah. Yeah, in 1978, just living. Please. James Con- yeah, James Caan from the Godfather 1. Great. Please tell Great. me, Dave, you really are making the Scotty Caan mask and costume. No, I really am. That's great. I'm so happy. I think that's a great Thank idea. You. I do need to find somebody who can airbrush t-shirts. Like I it turns out I don't live on a boardwalk. <laughs> so like I, I do have Although, to Although you live close to a a landlocked boardwalk, which is Universal City Walk. There's no that's way so that they don't have something like that up there, don't you think? They have to. Oh, I bet they do. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
I have good news and bad news. I'm great with an airbrush. Bad news is don't own one. Hard to come by them. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Yeah. You might have to go to Venice Beach yeah. yep. or Universal City. Okay, okay. I uh, yeah, I did do a search for T-shirt airbrushing in North Hollywood, and there was some guy who did it out of his apartment, but he's traveling this week. So. <laughs> one of you those, already got uh, in touch. T-shirt yeah. airbrush expos? Mm-hmm. overseas yeah, yeah they yeah, all like to get together he's, yeah he's yeah. going to meet up with the guys talk about airbrush stuff oh also um this has nothing to do with halloween but i i just want to toot my horn please um in january uh and this will be the second time i've done this i will be in las vegas um right uh, i i have a job writing the podium banter for the gay porn awards Nice. Uh, wow. The 2023 Gay Porn Awards. Nice. Which I also did in two, in 2020, um, just before the world shut down. <laughs> in 21 and 22, they did it remotely and just used my jokes again. Uh, <laughs> so three years in a row, the same jokes. So I'm I'm coming back and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna change them up ever so slightly. That's so exciting. It's very exciting. Who are you writing? Do you know who you're writing for yet? Or Not yet. The uh, The nominees have not been announced. The presenters have not been announced. But you know the favorites, I mean, w- from this past year, people who've um, really been yeah, standouts. I, yeah, definitely. I mean, I yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> like, I'm keeping my ear to the ground. Great. Uh, as far as, you know, uh, buzz and, you know, like who they're putting forward and, and all that. So, um, yeah, so I will know. Uh, Dan Van Kirk has for several years written the, has done this for like the, the AVNs, which are like the big. Yeah, yeah, straight, yeah. The straight porn awards and also lesbian porn awards. The gay porn awards are just man on man. Everything else. Anything, is that true? Uh, that is true. Yeah. Le- anything the a, a straight porn man. Awards like, is included yes. in the adult yeah, video. Probably that's because correct. a majority of the audience for girl on girl is just straight, straight dudes. Man. Yeah. 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 You would think. I don't know that. Yeah. I'm not looking at the information or have personal knowledge, but I'm guessing. <laughs> you clearly you do. I all... love the stuff. <laughs> but that's such a strange well, anyway, go ahead. It's weird. It, no, it's real weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's that very, does sound, that's what a perfect fun writing job that would so be. It's so dumb. It's so dumb <laughs> and so much fun. And like the, the executive producer, uh, at least last time, and I'm sure he's going to be this way. Um, I like turned some stuff in and he was like, less words, less words, <laughs> less words. These, no, these are not, these are not readers. But basically saying, okay. make it a, easier for yourself. Yes, and them, yeah. and the and, and them. the people yeah. tr- primarily. Them. Is there a teleprompter? Or do they have to there is memorize. A teleprompter. There okay, is a teleprompter. that's amazing. There is a teleprompter. How Thank many God. times are you going to use the word jizz? <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't, I don't, I don't like to do that. I'm, Good. I like to Good. elevate. I knew I like that you're right. I like treat to, it respectfully. Yes, of yes. course. I, I like to suggest. He pretends it's the Oscars, and right. it's just yes. a different topic. It's the same. It's the same vibe. Oscar vibes. Basic vibe. It's the same basic vibe. Uh, red carpet is, you know, very different, but it's the same vibe. <laughs> is are you the only writer? I am. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. Um, I think Alec Mappa is going to host. <laughs> nice. He he will write his own material. Perfect. You're not you're not going to tell Alec Mappa what to say. He's got no. A, he's got a flat. He free. couldn't if he wanted to. <laughs> no. No. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And uh, and then the 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 avians. I'm not sure, but they're the same like week in Vegas. 
Um, and so, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll stay. Stay. Maybe Go to the set of NCIS Vegas. I probably will. Yeah, Stop you, in on Marg. Yeah. <laughs> CSI. CSI Vegas. Oh, CSI Vegas. So, <laughs> what did I it's say? TGIF. NCIS. <laughs> NCIS, which is the Mark Harmon version, which oh I've, I've binged them all. I mean, who is more reliably fucking hot than Mark Ugh. Harmon? Yeah. At any age? Like since 1970? Because yeah. he was a college football quarterback. Yeah. And then he like was in hot. summer school. Then he, he was, was in summer, summer school, school ex- just excelling at then being some, good looking. Some Coors commercials. Sure. We just know it. his whole career. <laughs> yeah. He, um, on ESPN Classic, they used to show uh, Battle of the Network Stars, <laughs> and uh, which is amazing. You can see a lot of them on YouTube, but there was one from like 84 when Mark Harmon was on St. Elsewhere. And it's like him in a Speedo about to do the swim relay. And it's like, this is... There's I there's no question that I saw it when it aired. Yes. Because it just like it 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 plucked a string within me that was like <laughs> yeah. like it's a, a vague but like serious a memorable memory. riff. Yeah. 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 Yes. Good lord. He is yeah. Mark Harmon's been carrying the concept of show business on his shoulders his entire life. Pretty and much. the idea that like he's one of those people because there's obviously Many people, and I think men in particular, when they age and they're no longer hot guys, they don't handle it well. Yeah, right. Mark Harmon is the example of a person who, for whatever gene-based reason, yeah. he's just never had to deal with it. Like, I watch, I've watched NCIS a ton. Every time he shows up on camera, by the way, same haircut as summer school, same yeah. haircut as everything— it's it's just like this works. There's something about his face, the setup of his face, that is like, at least for this human being, like <laughs> it. This is what works. That's what you want a dude to look like, old or young, well, whatever. Uh-huh. It's he's it's crazy. Famous. He's so yeah. lucky. He is the top paid television actor. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah okay. A little trivia. Sure. I don't know of this yeah. year, but as of a few years ago, when I heard that or made it up, he was. Because an NCIS has been on for like 16 seasons and he's the lead in it. Yeah. yeah. I think. So they're just like, please come back. Everybody wants to watch you. And is like, I guess it like the fact that that's been on forever is like proof that there's hospitals. Cause that, cause it's like, it's the ultimate show that like is just on. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like, it's, I don't know anyone who would ever be like, I have to, I'm going to, like, there's some NCIS waiting on my my DVR or whatever. <laughs> it's just like, it's on. Yes. You know, like, so, like, during the day, it's, you know, Judge Mathis or whatever at the Jiffy Lube. But then after <laughs> those close and it's prime time, it's just like nursing homes and hospitals. Yeah. And it just TVs where it's like, it's CBS is what's on. Yeah. This will heal just, you. Mark Harmon walking around with a file in his hand is yes. what's going to get you back to ship shape. Yeah, <laughs> some You'll be plucky fine. gal uh, who it, like knows computers will be like, give him a report. Yeah, and somebody will, you know, somebody will say enhance, and then they'll get him. <laughs> yeah, they'll yeah. get him. A thing that you've never been able to do. See this blurry <laughs> security footage. That, yeah, why don't you uh, bring it from pixelated to clear? See if mm-hmm. we have that 
that's an option that's in, only uh-huh. made up in TV shows. <laughs> What's yeah. also really funny about NCIS being just a decades-long hit is that it's about the Navy, the crimes that happen within the Navy. Specifically. That's crimes. what's hilarious. Exclusively. Navy crimes. Yeah. Dave, do, is there anything else you want to plug or promote before you go? I mean, listen, all 10 episodes of Waiting for Impact are there for your binging pleasure. People hey. are discovering it all over the world. We're charting in Iceland. Yes. Is uh, that true? That is true. <laughs> um, yeah, it's wild. I love it's it. such Yeah, it's so it's such a crazy thing because like, you know, we, um, you know, it came out at the end of probably about around a year ago. Mm-hmm. And, and we, you know, we, we like promoted it like crazy and, and, and it like, it charted and, and it did, you know, it did really well. And I'm happy about that. But then like two months later, Yahoo Music did a piece on it mm-hmm. and it charted all over again. It went to like number one all over again. And like, and all of these people hit me up on Twitter. Like, I've been fascinated with this story forever. Like, where's this podcast been? And it's like, well, it's been here for like two or three months. Yeah. And like, and we have been promoting it, but it's just like, everything is so like, everything is so siloed right now that you will never reach everybody. Right. No. You know? And that's the fascinating thing about, and and I think it's the thing we're just starting to discover about podcasts, they're forever. So they're forever. it'll happen again. And if anybody in that in that circle, if it comes up again, it'll chart again. Like that's yes. the kind of cool thing. And there's very much a long game to yeah. to podcasting. Cause it's like you post it and then you just leave it up and see if people can find it. And then if you do another podcast, that's the other thing with limited series too, where mm-hmm. they just get this little window to kind of perform. But for like a chat show like this one, it's always on. So you can, you like get to amass people as you go, where it's right. it's like a different, you know, it's a different strategy. But overall, it's like, even if that, like the launch ends, it never stops existing. So people yeah. get to discover it. In, they'll discover it in five years. Yeah. It's a book it's cool. that's in the library forever. Yeah. Uh, which is, yeah, it's really cool and fun. Yeah. And I keep getting these like chart reports from whoever does them. And like, and it's, and it's like, it's always a, a surprise. Every couple of weeks, it'll be like, oh, somebody, a handful of people listening in uh, Moldova or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't, know, I don't know, I don't know why Moldova just got it, but they got it. <laughs> they got it. Um, and they're yeah. talking about it. Yeah. That's great. So Moldovans uh, get into it, waiting for impact. All 10 episodes right yeah. now. Impress your Moldovan friends. <laughs> It's buzzing in your country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. You got hot, hot buzz. And then uh, I guess otherwise you'll just see me on the pickleball court. Yeah. <laughs> you'll see my my powerful thighs. God, I can't wait to see those here, shorts. Yeah. So exciting. Mm-hmm. Wear them to the Christmas party. <laughs> just wear those shorts with a Christmas sweater Maybe at the Christmas party. Yeah. Maybe I will. After we, hours? Yeah. Sure, why not? We don't have to be in the backyard this year. We can be in the house. Yeah, that's exactly. Ah, I can't Listen. wait. I'm making yeah. up rules for your party. Yeah, I know. I'm like, why would you say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we can be in the living room, right? <laughs> uh, good to see you again, buddy. So good to see you. Yeah, that was so fun, Dave. Thank Both you. Both of you. Thanks for being here. Thank on. you. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. A-R! This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Mixed by Edson Choi. Our talent booker is Patrick Kotner. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. 
artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dinar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.